Today on the 1012 podcast, Chris and Daniel join me to make picks for all the week four Big 12 games. That includes some crazy stats about Oklahoma State versus Iowa State, or as we're calling it, El Trashico, Cincinnati's Big 12 opener against Oklahoma, Texas's road trip to Baylor, BYU's first Big 12 game at Kansas, and every other game on the schedule. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 14 teams in the Big 12 Conference, plus Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. We are the flagship show of the 1012 Network. You can find every podcast in the network at 1012network.com. That's T E N, the number 12, the word network. We are partners with Sports Social, Europe's biggest sports podcast network. They are incredible. If you're a Premier League fan, you should be listening. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us for week four picks. Very excited about this week. First full week of conference games. We do have two non-con games, the last two non-con games for the season. It's very exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this one. Joining me to pick, as they do every single week, he is our pro picker, Daniel Alexander. Let's, uh, let's try to get the magic back from two weeks ago. Got roughed up a little bit, but... We're going to bounce back. It's always it's always a dogfight with you two. No one ever pulls away. And we, we'll talk about that here in a second. And he is the LGGOG himself. He is the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Ross. Yeah, nice to be back another week. And Daniel's right on the money. It Surprisingly, it goes back and forth a lot. Honestly, like it, it does a bit. But usually someone kind of establishes something of a lead and hangs on to it for a while. Like you had a lead early last year and and kept it. Um, I got a big early lead two years ago and and hung on. And then I haven't gone back to look at Daniels in a long time. Like I, I feel like what happens usually is someone gets a nice early lead and then goes close enough to 500 to hang on. I don't think that through three weeks we've ever been this close. Yeah. In the overall standing. So let's break down the standings. Here's what happened last week. I won last week with a seven and four week. Chris came in second at five and six. Daniel, a distant third at three and eight. I am 17 and 16 overall. Chris is 17 and 16 overall. Daniel is 16 and 17 overall. This is neck and neck. I mean, unless we were all 17 and 16, you couldn't make this any closer. So Let's break down how it all went down. Uh, Daniel at three and eight hit on the under 47 and a half in West Virginia pit hit on BYU plus eight and hit on Wyoming plus 30 uh, versus Texas missed on the under 48 in Kansas state, Mizzou missed on Iowa state minus three missed on Tulsa plus 28 missed on Cincinnati minus 14 missed on Oklahoma state minus seven missed on the over 64 and a half in Houston TCU missed on Kansas minus 28 and missed on Georgia tech plus 18. As I said, three and eight, 16 and 17 on the season, just a game under 500, plenty of, plenty of room and opportunity for, to, uh, to bounce back here, Daniel. Oklahoma state and Iowa state losing last week. Look embarrassing. There's no other, I, I have no other words for it than favorites in that game. Not terrible matchups. I mean, now the game's been played, they're terrible matchups, but. Uh, in the in the in the bottom tier of the Big Twelve, these guys are spinning tires right now. 
and I, and I took the brunt of it on Saturday. It, it does set up what's going to be our, our 10, 12, big 12 sicko game of the week, which we will get to pick this week. Uh, We'll talk more about it coming up. Chris went five and six last week, hit on the OU minus 27 and a half, hit on Miami of Ohio plus 14, hit on TCU minus seven and a half, hit on Wyoming plus 30, and hit on UNLV plus plus four and a half. They got the upset win over Vanderbilt, missed on Kansas State minus three and a half, missed on Iowa State minus three, missed on Pitt plus one and a half, missed on Oklahoma State minus seven, missed on Arkansas minus eight, and missed on Kansas minus 28. We all missed on that one. Thanks a lot, Jayhawks. Like I said, five and six on the week, 17 and 16 on the season. Yeah, a couple of bad picks in there. Uh, later in the week, I ended up changing my mind on a couple of them. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. That's why I play. Why we, why we do this, why we record it. Uh, and then the Oklahoma State game. Well, you know, Daniel brought it up. I don't know why. Like, I could probably rant on that for the next hour, and that would be the podcast. Uh, just a bunch of Gundy bashing, but who wants to listen to that? So, yeah. There, there's some OSU fans who might enjoy it. They might enjoy a little bit of Gundy bashing. Uh, I went seven and four. Hit on the under 43 in Iowa State, Ohio. Hit on OU minus 27 and a half. Hit on West Virginia, minus one and a half. Hit on the under 49 in OSU, South Alabama. Hit on BYU, plus eight. Hit on TCU, minus seven and a half. And hit on under 48 and a half in Texas, Wyoming. My misses were Kansas State, minus three and a half. Cincinnati, minus 14. Kansas, minus 28. And Georgia Southern, plus 20. Seven and four brings me to 17 and 16 above 500 for the first time this season. Feeling very good. We got a tight one. And this is the tightest one I feel like we've had. I am I'm interested to see after each of us have won one of these seasons since the three of us have been doing this together, if this is the like the craziest one of them all. We got we got we got to we got to have the fourth one be a tight race all the way to the end. No one take a big lead. Maybe it'll happen this week. Maybe we'll see. I'm excited about this week. I am I'm very excited. This is a great lineup. Of football games. I'm going to be home all weekend. I'm not going anywhere other than a U4, U5 soccer game. I got a coach at 1130. Other than that, it's going to be home all day, making dip, eating food, hanging out at the house, putting up Halloween decorations because we're getting close and my wife is ready to do it and, uh, and having college football on. So it's going to be, it's going to be a good day. You know what, guys, I, th- I think we should just go ahead and get rolling. Are you ready to make some picks? Let's do it. Let's hit it. I am. I'm so excited. I'm so glad you all said that because I'm ready to go as well. All right, let's make our picks for week one. We kick this off in chronological order as we do every week. That means we are traveling up to Cincinnati, Ohio for an 11 a.m. kick between Cincinnati in their first Big 12 game and Oklahoma. First conference matchup for Cincinnati. This one's a big one. It's a doozy. It should be an interesting game. At the moment, Oklahoma, a 14 and a half point favorite on the road. Total at 57 and a half. Uh, since I was the winner, that means that I have the privilege of going first uh, on this one. So here's here's my notes. Um, I got a bunch of stuff written down here. So this is what I'm going to do. Oklahoma currently at number four in stop rate. Shout out to the Athletics' Max Olsen for that one. OU currently seventh nationally in deficient or defensive efficiency. Oklahoma's defense has been very good. Understand, y'all are going to be like, they haven't played anybody. I know they haven't played anybody. So let me get it to this one. Uh, shout out to Joshua Bud Davis, at Davis on Twitter. Oklahoma is by far the best team in the Big 12 and top four in the country in opponent-adjusted EPA per play. On defense, they're under .12. On offense, it's around .275. Opponent-adjusted is the key word there. Yes, 
SMU's the best team they've played, and SMU's offense has been fine so far this season. Even opponent-adjusted, Oklahoma has been dominant. They're first in the country in third down success rate at 85.2%. Again, I, I know they haven't played anybody, and I know the score was close against SMU, but Oklahoma's also the only team so far in the Big 12 who is 3-0 against the spread, and they've covered double-digit spreads every single time. Look, the, the, the struggles against OU about SMU tell me that they'll probably drop a game or two in conference play. Maybe only one. They're going to drop a game. They might drop two. But this is a darn good Oklahoma team. Now, Cincinnati's defensive line is legitimately good. And had we done our defensive line rankings in the preseason like I expected to, they'd have been top five of the Big 12. It's going to be a disruptive game. Um, but will a secondary in Cincinnati that ranks 102nd EPA per pass hold up, especially against Dylan Gabriel, who has looked really, really good? It's 14 and a half. I really wanted this to stay around 14. I don't see a legit 14 anywhere. Daniel, do you? No, it's it's 14 and a half now. Great. Oklahoma has covered three straight double-digit spreads. I have been successful with that so far. I'm just going to keep riding that horse. Oklahoma is going to lose games this season. This is certainly not the weekend. And I know Cincinnati is going to be pumped for this game, and I think they'll come out pretty well. But I think Oklahoma pulls away in this one. I'm going to just take Oklahoma minus 14 and a half and expect them to cover. Chris? This is one that I think you're right on the money. OU should cover this. I think everything says OU should cover this. Uh, Cincinnati's not, you know, very good. They they did get the win against Pitt. Ah, man, this is tough. Uh, A little bit. Maybe maybe last week was a little bit of a letdown after the Pitt. Pitt, Pitt might not be very good, like at all. That's true. That's true. This is tough, but I don't know why going into this, I have it already marked down. I was taking OU to cover, but as I sit here and it's in Cincinnati, the first big show, something says that this game is going to be closer. I don't know if Cincinnati just plays on their mind. The weird thing to bet on. I'm just going to run with my gut, I think. I think I'm going to take Cincinnati. Cincinnati that, that half point, I think, is key. Yeah, and that, that's what made me hesitant. Uh, I My notes were like, if it's minus 14 or, or less, take Oklahoma. If it's 14 and a half or over, take mm-hmm. Cincinnati. But I'm just going to ride with a hot team. Yeah, I mean, you're, you probably have the smart pick. I'm just intuition, which is probably wrong. We'll see. Well, no dramatics. I'm going to take Cincinnati 14 and a half. A couple things here. Um I'm probably a little wrong on Cincinnati. I have them rated higher than market. I have them rated higher than a lot of people. And I'm not smarter than the market. I'm not smarter than the good cappers out there. So I'm probably a little too high on Cincinnati. Oklahoma, obviously, as you said, fill up 3-0 against the spread, 3-0 straight up. Um, teams in this spot, I, I want to say to this sort of Oklahoma's first, I mean, this is their first game out of the state, right? So this, I mean, not that Tulsa wasn't a real road game, but it's like, you know, this is a real it's, it's not, road game. It's not. It's not. <laughs> you know, this is a real road game now against an opponent where there might be some life in that stadium of, <clears throat> you know, on Saturday afternoon. So covering that 14 and a half, what I was going to say was if you're 3-0 against the spread, 3-0 straight up, and you got to go on the road and cover double double digits, Fading teams in that spot, you're like plus 22 units since 2006. Something like 85 and 62 or, excuse me, 85 and 60 against the spread. Something like that. So it's a little bit of a tough spot for a good Oklahoma team. I'm higher on Cincinnati. 
Give me that 14 and a half. I think they hang around. Maybe Oklahoma wins by like 8, 10, 13, somewhere in there. But Cincinnati's going to cover. I like it. I like it. All right. Um, we move on down to TCU versus SMU. It's a rivalry game. We're not going to get very more of these. TCU leads the battle for the Iron Skillet 52-42-7. to And this rivalry series is ending after 2025. We've only got three more of these. So this one's a big one. It's a big one. TCU right now, a six and a half point favorite over under at 63 and a half. I was looking around. No, pretty much 63 and a half cross board. Pretty consistent numbers so far today. Uh, Chris up, you're up first, man. What would you like? Yeah, this is one of my more favorite rivalries. I, I love the the iron skillet thing. It's uh, oh, it's fun. The half point I think is going to be key again in this one, back to back picks, but I think TCU is, is better than they're getting credit for right now. Um, rough start to the season, but I don't think that's indicative of who they are. I think they're they're the better team at SMU, very good. But uh, at home, rivalry, I think at six and a half, I'm going to take TCU to cover that. Get that touchdown win. Daniel? Go the other way, baby. SMU. Um, my raw line on this is a little closer to TCU minus three. You know, I I can't make I can't make a smart argument for what the home field advantage is for TCU uh, against SMU. So, um, I mean, the, the schools are what like an hour apart or something, right? Forty minutes, something like yeah. that. Um, so I don't know. I I don't feel like it's going to be too much of a home field situation going on for TCU. So I make this this line closer to three. I think SMU is. A pretty solid team, and I'm still not sold on TCU, right? I mean, they lose to Colorado. They beat up on Nickel State. That's great. And, you know, no one can figure out Houston week to week, but sorry, Dana, beating you by 23 points isn't like – I'm not going to say some team is back and some team is on a roll because they, they beat Houston uh, last weekend. So SMU is uh, – they're, they're, they might straight up win this game. I mean, they're going to be live for this 9 a.m. West Coast kick for us out here on the Pacific. Give me SMU plus six and a half all day. The, the point on SMU, I think, is accurate because I think this game goes one of two ways. Either SMU wins a close game or TCU blows SMU out. Like uh, uh, TCU has some issues on defense with play, pieces they haven't been able to replace. Um, the offense, I'm not concerned about. Through three games, the offense has looked quite good. The defense is a little suspect. SMU's offense has been okay. The defense has been fine. Like TCU feels like the better team, but TCU's weaknesses will probably let SMU stay in this game. I think either TCU blows them out and just runs away with it, or SMU gets up because, you know, this is TCU's candle in this series. They scurred. They're running away from this one. We got to get our shot in since we only have three left. Maybe SMU wins it. I think TCU wins this. Um, I really do. So I'm going to take TCU minus six and a half. I think they cover that. I, I think TCU wins this handily uh, by a couple scores. I just, I, I think I, I, I'm not going to overreact to the TCU Colorado game anymore. I'm just not. I, it, it tells me what I need to know about the TCU defense. Houston doesn't tell me anything about anybody except Houston. <laughs> and I don't love the SMU offense. I'll just take TCU to cover. I'll give you a bit of a of a, a Big 12 homer. Uh, if you're a Big 12 homer like I am, then you need to go and shop at Charlie Hustle. 
charliehustle.com. Podcast and the 1012 Network brought to you by our friends at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. Charlie Hustle is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best-dressed fan this season, so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today and show off your school spirit all season long. They unveiled the college football helmet tees before this season. They are incredible. There's some straight-out-of-the-90s-looking T-shirts. And, and you, it's one of those things where it's always funny because things always come back around and now you see them and you're like, oh, if you found those things in a vintage shop, you would want to buy them. That's what they look like. They are incredible. They've got the mantra tees, which are Loyal and True, Oklahoma State, Sikkim, Baylor, Hook'em, Texas. The things that you all like to say about your school, they have the shirts for you. Incredible schools. Over 30 schools to choose from, including every Big 12 team except Cincinnati. They're working on it. They have got you covered with all of your collegiate apparel needs. They've got the bomber jackets for some of the schools. They're so good. Also, the the, the Kansas State offensive line beef tees. If you don't have yours yet and you're a Kansas State fan, what are you doing? So go to charliehustle.com. Use the promo code 101215, T-E-N-1215, for 15% off all non-sale items. Say that again, charliehustle.com. 101215, T-E-N-1215, 15% off all non-sale items. That means you can use it more than once. That's the whole point. So buy yourself some stuff now so you've got it for the rest of this football season. Remember that promo code when you go Christmas shopping because I know you're going to have some friends and family who also love Big 12 schools that you're going to want to buy some Charlie Hustle apparel for. So 101215, T-E-N-1215 is that promo code. Charlie Hustle, vintage made fresh. We're moving on down the line here. I am I am excited for this one. 2.30 kickoff in Lawrence, Kansas. BYU's first game in conference play as a member of the Big 12 on the road in Lawrence against Kansas. I, this one. Oh, this one's going to be fun. I know that Oklahoma State plays at the same time as this game, and there's an Oklahoma State fan I'm supposed to watch the Oklahoma State game. Well, well I'll see if I can split screen because I'm actually more excited about this game in which Kansas is currently an 8.5-point favorite. That's gone up. Since the line opened total. Oh, it's all over the map. I see 54 and a half. I see 55 and a half. I see a 55. We'll have to shop around if the total is something that you are interested in. Daniel, you are up first, sir. What would you like? I'm staying with my BYU boys, man. They have uh, they won last week straight up. They covered two weeks ago as well. I've been, I've been rolling with BYU for a minute. I was surprised this line was where it's at. Uh, I thought this line would be not over a touchdown. It even got out to 10. I was able to get uh, an expensive 10 earlier in the week. Now it's sort of settled down at eight and a half, but I thought this thing would be close for like seven, seven and a half totals under 56. So it's like, I like that touchdown even more. Look, Kansas didn't wow me. I don't know if they were like sleepwalking through the game, like with this one circled, but BYU doesn't feel like the kind of team where Kansas would have this thing circled, you know, on the calendar. So I don't think that was the case. But we saw BYU go into Arkansas and I mean, they hung play for play. They even got down a little bit. The first quarter was rough. BYU hung around. They showed toughness. They won the thing straight up as an eight or nine point dog. They're getting no respect in the market. It's really hard to see Kansas winning this thing by double digits. BYU eight and a half. You mentioned BYU last week. I was at that game. 
BYU gets down 14-0, goes up 21-14, goes down 31-21, comes back to take a 38-31 lead and gets that win. Absolutely incredible. BYU's defensive line looked fantastic against an Arkansas offensive line that's a bit suspect. Kansas' offensive line is fine. It's not awesome. It's great. It works for Kendall Daniels. It works fine. Kansas' running attack works well with it. Here's, Here's my thing. This is one of the last few games this season where I think you get real value in Kansas because Kansas's offense can be difficult to prepare for because it's very creative. It's very multiple. It's a, once you've seen it, okay. Once you face Kendall Daniels, okay, we can prepare for this kind of stuff. It is hard to prepare for until you've actually faced it. I, I, the, I, this is full credit to a very inventive and creative and fun Kansas offense. I believe wholeheartedly Kansas will win this game. I think Kansas and Arkansas, who played in a bowl game last year in Arkansas, won. I think if Kansas and Arkansas faced this year, Kansas would also beat Arkansas. I understand what happened in the Nevada game. It was weirdly close on the road in a late night kickoff. We'll just, we'll, we'll let it go. Because I do think Kansas has the advantage over BYU. That line, though, Everyone I've heard from every show I listen to, everybody I read, everybody I follow, has this game at like a pick'em. Our friend Parker Fleming, Stats of War, he puts out his little uh, stat previews, his EPA stuff. He has Kansas as like as like a five point favorite. Now it's not a betting line; it's just like a projection thing. And so, like the fact that this is eight and a half, like the only people who view this game as Kansas should be favored by a touchdown or more is Vegas. No one else agrees which is weird to me and concerning and makes me think that Vegas knows something that we don't. And that's fine because I don't like the, I don't like the line. Like it screams this game should be closer. So why is the total so high or why is the point spread so high? I'm taking the total in this one. I'm taking the total. I'm taking the over. I see a few 54 and a halfs, Daniel. Is that, does that look like the lowest we can get here? Yeah, so I mean, Circa looks like 54 flat right now. Am I wrong? I see a 54 flat at Circa. So guess what? I want the over. I'm taking over 54 in this game. I I like BYU's defense. It's a lot better than I thought it was going to be coming into the season. But Kansas' offense is hard to prepare for. I think Kansas will put up some points. I think Kansas' defense is suspect enough that BYU will put up some points. That, that, That offense is starting to look a whole lot better than it did in the opening weekend. So I think this over hits. I do. And if I think this is going to be a close game, I, I can see this having a 28-25 kind of game, right? Uh, a 31-28 kind of game. I'm taking the over 54. I feel good about it. Chris? Yeah, this is a game I probably don't have a good read on. Um, there's so many ways that this could end up. should be very close. But it is weird that the line is being bet up. I think we're going to go ahead and ride that. I've been thinking it's sitting here where you guys are – given your picks, kind of going back and forth on that. But I think I'm going to take Kansas to cover. Um, I think BYU is in a difficult spot coming off the Arkansas game. I also think that Kansas has Texas up next, but they're not going to overlook BYU. BYU. Yeah, you don't circle BYU. Uh, I think Kansas is going to be ready to play in Lawrence. Uh, This is a difficult one to pick. Matchup is difficult. Uh, but yeah, give me Kansas. Can I can I add in? I mean, both both these teams are someone's gonna be four and zero after this thing. You know, so, so, you know, it's like you're either gonna have Kansas four and zero 
going into Texas, or you're going to have 4-0 BYU hosting Cincinnati looking to go to 5-0. So, side note, sorry, tangent, this Saturday coming up is like just the most epic slate ever of football. Uh, I can't remember such a good lineup, and it's like, you know, BYU, I mean, this is a Big 12 podcast, so some people here are excited, but like BYU-Kansas, both 3-0, and it's like just another awesome game on the slate. It's crazy. There's like literally 16, 18 games where it's like, oh, this is intriguing. There's good stuff going on here. I just throw that in. There's absolutely – go ahead. No, there's, there's absolutely no reason anyone needs to watch Iowa State, Oklahoma State. I mean, some people love that. Some, some people love a car crash, right? They just slow down and just watch the whole thing. So there's, there's plenty of other options out there. Many, many options available to us. Many of them. Yes. Uh, we'll get to that game in a minute. Let's talk about the next game on our slate since we do this in chronological order. And Oklahoma State, Iowa State is not next up on the list. Also at 2.30, this one, ESPN Plus, Texas Tech at West Virginia in Morgantown. Right now, Texas Tech is a six-point road favorite. This has gone from... Texas Tech minus three to Texas Tech minus six. The total sits at 55, pretty much across the board. I'm up first. Here's what I'm going to say. Uh, this game, also known as the John Denver Bowl, as both teams claim John Denver as their own. I don't have a good feel on this game. I don't. Uh, I went through a bunch of like stats. History, Neil Brown is 0-4 against Texas Tech. Uh, Tech is 2-4 and as a road team and 0-1 as a road favorite under Joy McGuire. Neil Brown is 14-9-2 as a home team, but he's 5-7 and as a home dog. I don't know what to do here. I think Texas Tech is the better team. Texas, West Virginia has a history of getting blown out by a team one year and then the next two year pulling off the win. West Virginia is probably better than we thought they were coming into the season. The defense has played well. They lost to Pitt or Penn State. They were supposed to. That final score is not indicative of how that game was played because Penn State scored a final score they didn't need to to, to make the spread bigger. Uh, they blew out an FCS team and they beat a Pitt team at home that at this point, I'm not sure Pitt's any good. West Virginia is better than we thought they would be. Texas Tech, meanwhile, is a team who one and two beat an FCS squad, probably should have beat an Oregon team and couldn't close that game out. Should have beaten Wyoming team, couldn't close that game out. Do I trust Texas Tech to close out what should be a close game on the road at West Virginia? Coming off a big rivalry win? Daniel, I should have asked you if you have any stats on like teams coming off of rivalry victories and what their record is afterward. If no, it's, it's, could... it's hard. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you'd probably have to manually go through, right? It's sort of hard to... You know, so many people are going to argue different games or rivalries or not, or, you know, so. Not sure about Garrett Green in this one. He got banged up last week. Not sure about CJ Donaldson. He got banged up in this one. I'm going to ride with the injuries. I'm just going to take Texas Tech. I am. I don't, I don't have a good feel in this game. I really don't. Um, but the injuries concern me. I think Texas Tech is the better team. We'll see how Shuck looks. But if West Virginia is without Garrett Green and they banged up CJ Donaldson, I guess I'll just take Texas Tech on the road to cover it less than touchdown spread. Chris? Yeah, I, I think you stole my my turn there, but uh No, no. I'm, no. I'm with you. It's our fourth you, pick. Daniel, oh, wait. You 
Yeah, it's fourth. Yeah, day. maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I think I'm wrong. Okay, we know. You no, I won't. I won't do it. Uh, but no, I'm with you. And, and for me, I, I'm. I feel a lot better about it than you do. This isn't even a tough pick for me, Texas Tech. They're the better team. West Virginia's coming off the rivalry game. A little bit of a letdown. Big win. Uh, you know, good for them. Uh, but I like Texas Tech to get this one. Daniel? Well, you guys are lucky. I'm not just going to pick opposite of you to try to come one up on you. Um, Texas Tech, as you mentioned, they're coming into this game one and two. I'm not going to say this is a must win, but it really feels like a must win. Like first conference game for Texas Tech, if they dropped like one and three overall and then 0 and one in conference, I, I would say, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, I would say like they're having a bad start to the season personally, right? If they're one and three, dropping 0 and one in conference yeah. to West Virginia. They, they got some confidence back last week though. Come on, against Tarleton State. Like, Thanks, Tarleton. Well, that's what like, they're there for. That's why they're on the schedule. Yeah, I mean, confidence, I don't know. Just like, you know, you get some you get some crisp reps in that look okay on film, but like but, but re- on. real confidence. The Go problem with, with saying they got confidence in that game is that Shuck looked awful. Baron Morton played much better. And we started to talk about whether or not there was a quarterback controversy after a game against sure. an FCS team. <laughs> like, I don't know if you can take confidence away from a game in which, well, we played an FCS squad, but we think our backup might be better. Okay, so even more to my <laughs> point then, right? Have they like, tried like, giving is... both quarterbacks even split, even reps throughout the game? I don't know. If they have three guys. They might. They might only even drives so. one half each. Yeah. yeah. So Texas Tech is in a spot where they need to win this game. Um, it's a little anecdotal, but I feel like when teams are in that spot, there is uh, coaches. They'll focus on the defensive side of the ball to sort of control the game, to get the game in front of them, to keep it in check. With that said, West Virginia isn't some scoring machine. They're 56 against Duquesne or whatever. That's, I mean, whatever. Who cares about that? 17 against Pitt, 15 against Penn State. Um, Texas Tech's D isn't crap. I I, I feel like this is going to be a low score. <laughs> right? I mean, it's not. It's not. You know, it's 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 serviceable. I think they should do a fine job on the road. I don't think this is the game where West Virginia comes out um, and scores 24 points. I mean, Vegas is basically telling us this final score is going to be 31-24, 30-24, something like that. It's really hard to see West Virginia getting into those mid-20s in this game against Texas Tech. So this feels like a stone-cold under on that 55. You know, Texas Tech, 28-17, 24-13, something like that. But if this game script for these two teams takes this thing up into the sixties, I think, I think a lot of people would be surprised um, myself included. So give me that under 55. I like that. I like that. Very good. Uh, okay. It's the 10, 12, big 12 sicko game of the week that we are affectionately calling El Trashico. Cause of course, Iowa, Iowa state is El Asico. This will be El Trashico as Oklahoma state travels to Iowa state. Uh, in what I would typically call the like cardiac bowl, the most the closest series that's been played in the Big Twelve for quite some time, uh, well, this might be close, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be good. Uh, Iowa State currently a uh, where did it go? Come on, come on, there it is, three and a half point favorite total at thirty six and a half. 
Chris, you're up first, sir. What would you like? I would like a much better Oklahoma State team. That's what I would like. I would like Gundy to pick a quarterback. I would like Gundy to care about football instead of caring about what people say about him and just trying to prove everybody wrong and worrying more about, you know, doing what he wants to do because it's what he wants to do. Oh, man. Iowa State's not any good, but I don't know how anybody takes Oklahoma State for anything at this point when you have a head coach that just isn't interested in winning. He doesn't care about winning. He just cares about his formulas and doing it his way and and whatever be damned, portal be damned, uh, NIL be damned, you know, whatever, just his ways is going to work or not. And uh, I think we have that answer. So give me Iowa State. Iowa State minus three and a half. Daniel. Chris, I feel like you went pretty easy on Oklahoma State there, man. You know, what am I going to do? It's I don't have any sway, any say, any any influence over anything. And, you know, at a certain point, here's my problem with Oklahoma State in, in all athletics in, in general. At a certain point, the fan base stops caring. And then good luck getting them back. Uh, it, it happened to me in Oklahoma State basketball through the Travis Ford era. You know, they just stuck with Ford over and over and over again. He ruined uh, the very promising teams and and kind of just drove the program to the ground. The fans left. And I really have not watched Oklahoma State basketball since. Like, I, I can't not tell you who's on the team or – or anything about the program right now. Um, and that'll eventually happen with football. And it just is what it is. Thank you. I want you to, I just, you know, wanted you to exercise some demons a little bit here before I make my Yeah, it's one of those things that, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, we're not done. Okay, keep going. No, keep no, going. let me say this. Keep going. A, a big part of what I live, you know, my life by or what I like is, you know, if you don't like it, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude about it. And, you know, obviously if it's going to cause me stress and cause all this and I, and I don't have any say in it and the leadership just doesn't care, then what am I getting worked up about? What, what am I doing? I, I can go enjoy my Saturday doing something else, watching something else, watching a different game, doing whatever. So, Amen. Now for the winning pick on the game. You ready? <laughs> yeah, hit it. I dug up this little gem. I was so curious about this game. Such a low total. Such crap teams. It's like. There's got to be something funky in here going on. When you get a conference game week three or later in the season and no one's gone over the total one time, the over is 29 and nine. That is so awesome. So look, I like these offenses can't do anything. My gut tells me this is going to be just like the worst 16-13, 13-9 type game, right? That's what everyone's expecting. 29-9 and nine to the over. You know, I, I don't like leaning only on a trend. I'm not going to be betting this in real life, so I'm making this pick for fun. Come on. What a crazy stat. Give me that over. Let's go points. Let's shoot this thing out. Let's go Cyclones. Run it up. Over 36, uh, circus hanging a 36 flat right now, which is just so disgusting. So give it to me. I'm taking the over. When we call it our sickle game of the week for a reason. I got a lot of notes, so let's let's just buckle up for a minute. Okay. Uh, let's start with Iowa State. Just how bad is the Iowa State run game? On the year, the Cyclone offense has a negative 6.8 
EPA, that's expected points added, per game mark. The Iowa State offense is performing minus seven points lower than expected. Uh, The run game alone is at a negative 6.84 EPA per game. They can't run the ball at all. It is awful to watch. However, Oklahoma State might be the perfect remedy for the Iowa State running attack. Opponents are running against Oklahoma State 62% of the time. That's 128th. 128th nationally for Oklahoma State, good job, and are averaging 4.4 yards per carry. It's a big opportunity for Iowa State to get things going. Matchup of Oklahoma State's terrible passing attack, which is 113th in EPA per pass, versus Iowa State's passing defense, which is 26th in EPA per pass, is fun. Iowa State is 8th in the country in passing yards given up, while OSU is 93rd in passing offense at 203 yards per game. Ugh. Iowa State's defense is giving up 10.66 points per game. The defense, remember, one of those touchdowns from Iowa against Iowa State was a pick six. Can you tell me that Oklahoma State's offense is better than Northern Iowa, Iowa, or Ohio? Anybody want to make that claim? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Okay. (laughs) Now let me throw this at you for a second. You had your fun trend, Daniel. I'll show you my fun trend. The, 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 the trend pick here is to choose Oklahoma State plus three and a half. Here's why. Iowa State has had 26 games with a spread of minus four, between minus four and plus four under Matt Campbell. The Cyclones are six and 20 in those games with losses of the, in the last seven and 10 of the last 11. Iowa State does not win these games. I'll bring out the one-score record, by the way. Iowa State's 0-2 so far. I don't know. I'm not going to do the math. All I'll tell you is this. It's like sub-35% winning percentage for Matt Campbell in one-score games at Iowa State. Oh, by the way, since 2015, Oklahoma State has had 28 games where the spread landed between minus 4 and plus 4. Mike Gundy's Cowboys have won 21 of those and have gone 19-6-3 against the spread. So these trends tell me, take Oklahoma State in this game. The problem is, Oklahoma State's offense is averaging 16 points a game over the last nine now. This is not the same Oklahoma State that you should be talking about in reference to history, because this ain't the same Oklahoma State offense. It's not the same Oklahoma State team. Daniel, I love that we're going to get on opposite sides of this. It's going to be so much fun. Give me the sicko play. I'm taking the under 36 and a half. I'm going to end on this final note. I had to do some research the other week, and I'm glad that I did, so I have this. The lowest point total in a Big 12 conference game since the conference began in 1996 is 12 points. It's happened three times. All three were 12 to nothing wins. Colorado over Kansas State in 96. Texas Tech over A&M in 01, Oklahoma and Texas, Oklahoma over Texas in 2004. I don't think I've ever seen a game that screamed, we might set a new record as loudly as this one. (laughs) So give me the six to three double overtime win by Oklahoma State. I'm taking the under. I I love your stat, Daniel. Uh, I just don't care. That's the most notes I think I've ever written for one game just because I wanted to write so many notes because how could I not? It's just it's just so gross. It's so just gross. Oh, at this point of the season, this game is hell on wheels, man. It's like, 
This is just going to be such crap. It's a game between two non-bowl teams at this point. Sorry, OSU fans. As an OSU fan, I have to be able to laugh about this stuff. Um, otherwise, I will cry. Can I just throw in? Can I throw in? Like, the team the team that loses this game, it's like, how low are you? <laughs> right? Like, like, I, and especially if you don't look good losing this game, whichever side loses, it's like, you're in a tough spot after four games into the season. It's like, no one planned on being here. If you go lose this crap garbage game, coming off the games that these two came off of, it's like, you know, I mean, I don't want to get too deep on it. Could Gundy Gundy be done this year? Could this be it for him in Oklahoma State? I don't know. I'm not as plugged in as you two. Only only if he chooses to. Gotcha. Look, look at look at every coach who's outstayed his welcome, who's had immense success at the program and been there for as long as Gundy has. You don't leave. You're not gone after your first bad season, unless you choose to be like this. The the problem for him to be fired, it will get worse. Is he, is is there like a, is is there like a, is he butting heads with the administration or something? It it feels like he's pouring like sugar in the gas tank right now with this team. Like it just seems like he almost doesn't even want it to work. And again, this is just from, you know, I, I'm really on the outside looking in. I'm not, I'm not plugged into blogs or like, you know, local stuff. So it's like, I, I don't know. It just has a weird feeling this year, like his attitude towards everything. It, it, it honestly, I feel like it's been building for, for two or three seasons, but you're right. The attitude and the reports are that, you know, he told a group of boosters that he can pretty much just do whatever he wants because he's Gundy. And unfortunately there's some truth to that. Um, also, his perpetual contract kind of makes it hard to buy him out. His buyout will always be uh, what it is. It's, it's not going to get lower. They could not add a year. So what the idea is that you add another year on at the end of it mm-hmm. forever, right? They could at the end of this year say, we're not going to add one. Now, I'm, I'm just going to say this. I don't think the current athletic director has the spine to do that. Mm-hmm. But that's that's how you would begin – to, to change some things and put some pressure on him and saying yeah. you're now on a four year deal, uh, not a five year deal. Yeah. On the flip side, I, I think uh, over in, in Ames, it's a, it's a much different situation. And, and that might actually be to the Cyclones benefit in this game. I mean, neither of these coaches is getting fired at the end of this season. No, I'll just say no. that. But the one is no... on a lifetime contract. Yeah, technically no, but I mean, that's, that's how they treat him there. Another thing that doesn't have a lifetime contract, but it's something that you're going to want to do for a very long time, is prize picks. We love prize picks. Now, look, I, I would love for us to have a prize picks game of the week. Alas, we record this on Wednesdays, and they don't have all the college football picks in just yet. So there's not currently a Big 12 one. I've been, I've been scrolling this, putting this ad read off for as late into the recording as I could. Uh, and alas, we do not have a Big 12 one yet. Now, they will by probably Friday, and they will definitely by Saturday if you want to make your pick in the morning. However, they just don't have anything yet. So here's what I'm just going to tell you. Uh, Price Picks is a ton of fun. All you got to do is download the app. Price Picks. Use the promo code NETWORK12, N-E-T-W-O-R-K-1-2 and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Price Picks is the best legal way to play player props. It's daily fantasy. It's a ton of fun. You pick two to five players across any sports available over and under on their projection and you could win up to 10 times on any 
entries. We're talking, we're talking college football. You could do passing touchdowns by the quarterback, rushing and receiving touchdowns for a wide receiver. Uh, rush yards combo. They've got some in here. Look, you got Michigan, Florida State running backs, Blake Corm and Trey Benson. Do they combine to go over or under 141 and a half rushing yards? They've got a ton of different stats available just for college football alone. That doesn't include NFL, MLB, soccer, uh, what do we got here? Euro, golf, tennis, cricket, NASCAR. There's a ton to choose from. A ton of options to choose from. You're going to be able to easily find your winners if this is the kind of stuff that you love. It's safe. It offers fast withdrawal, so there's no waiting around to collect on your winnings. I'll be like, oh, can I get it? Like, nope, here's your money. Congrats on your win. Enjoy it. Maybe you reinvest it. Maybe not. Maybe you go buy a Charlie Hustle tee with your winnings. That's a good idea. So download the app, use the promo code NETWORK12, N-E-T-W-O-R-K-1-2, receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That means if you deposit $5, you get $5. If you deposit $100, you get $100. Just up to you. You just want to drop $100 now and spend that till it's gone through the end of the season. That's basically what I'm doing. It's kind of fun. So go download today. Have some fun. Let us know your picks. You can hit us up on Twitter at 1012network. Let me know what you're picking. I'll try and put out our picks for the week. Maybe we'll actually do one. Me, Daniel, and Chris want some Big 12 one stop drop. We'll find out. So go download, enjoy, have some fun this weekend. All right, we're moving on down the list. If this was a conference game, this would be the sicko game of the week, but it's not, so it's not. But I'm not sure this one's going to be one that's going to be super exciting to watch either. Alas, uh, Houston in their final non-conference game, hosting Sam Houston at 6 p.m. on ESPN Plus in Houston at the moment. As I scroll, uh, Houston is a 12-point favorite. Total, we got another fun one, boys. 38. Woo! Uh, <laughs> uh, Daniel, you're up first. Let's hear your thoughts on Dana. Houston, I cannot believe they are laying 12 in a game with a total of 38. Um, yeah, man. Like, Sam Houston hung around with BYU and Air Force. I think uh, they covered against both teams. Um, they're going to do it again here. You're asking Dana in a game where there's going to be, you know, four or five touchdowns tops to go win by margin, go win this thing by 13, 14 points, like, I just can't see it happen. And Sam Houston has no offense. I think shut out their first week. They scored three points against the Air Force. They're going to get seven or ten against Houston. Maybe Houston wins this thing, you know, 17-10 or something like that, 16-10. Dana covering 12 on a 38 total. Give me a break, man. That's a joke line. I'm going to be betting Sam Houston State on the money line just out of principle, just so I can laugh. That's it. Give me Sam Houston plus 12. As you noted, Sam Houston has played BYU and Air Force. It's the only two games they've played so far. So take everything I'm going to say from here on with a bit of a grain of salt. But Sam Houston, according to ESPN, has the ninth best deficient or defensive efficiency in the country at 84.1. Texas is number one. Oklahoma is number seven. Okay. Sam Houston's defense has been good. As you mentioned, their offense is god awful. It's why I'm really tempted to take the under here because Sam Houston's offense is bad. I don't think Houston's offense is very good either. Like, it's not like they've been putting up a ton of points against TCU, UTSA. Who else did Houston play? I don't remember. It wasn't good. That's what happens to Houston. They're just, they're just not very good this year. So 
I'm really tempted on the under here because I think it's definitely a play. But I'm with you. Sam Houston, plus 12. There's no reason, I don't care who they're playing, that Houston should be favored by more than a touchdown over anyone at all based off the performance we've seen so far. Chris? Yeah, and especially asking them to cover that much in a low-scoring game, that's that's tough. Uh, Sam Houston undefeated against the spread. Um, it's tough to judge them with what they play so far, but playing both the schools tough Air Force and BYU is no, I mean, that's legit. And, you know, there's a little bit of the uh, Houston bragging rights. I think it would mean more for Sam Houston to take it to Houston than, than the other way around. Winner, winner keeps um, Houston in their name. Winner keeps Houston yeah. in their name. Loser has to take Houston out. So I don't know what Houston's <laughs> going to call themselves, what, but. I just said what we call Houston at that point. Just, just cougar uh, you. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, man. I don't, I hate being all on the same side. And it'd be easy pick just to take Houston to go against you guys. I man, tell you what. Every time I think I Houston figured out, they they screw me. I, if I bet against them, if I bet for them, it doesn't matter. So I'll help you guys out. I'm gonna go ahead and take Houston to cover. Um, I'm gonna switch this at the last second. Probably against my better judgment, but I'll take Houston to cover. I don't know why. The biggest thing with Dana is always don't ever buy into when they actually play well <laughs> because they will not, they will disappoint you. Yeah. I am no. this game for Houston. Like if Houston drops this game, if they actually lose this game, y'all, the vibes are bad at Houston. Mm-hmm. Like they are bad at Houston. And this could be, this is going to be a long season for Houston because at this point they're the worst team in the big 12. Yes. Even worse than, than Oklahoma state, despite what they did last week at South, week at South Alabama, what Iowa state's done. Like Houston looks like the worst team in the big 12. This could be a very long season. I'm curious at one point, considering how Dana's looked on the sidelines, like does the quit factor come into play at some point? If they lose this game, I'm fading Houston all week, all season long. I don't, I don't care what the lines are. I'm just, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. All right. Let's talk about games that should be more fun this weekend. Texas, the Texas final big 12 season road tour officially begins. They are headed down to Waco to face Baylor with a six 30 kickoff on prime time. ABC. What a game we've got here. Texas is a 15 point favorite on the road. Open is a 13 total. Is at 51 and a half? I believe I am up first here. Okay. Here's what we got. Here's what I'm going to say about Texas. Texas is three and oh, they are a good team. This is a good Texas team, but don't let the Alabama game fool you. Texas's offense is not efficient. Shout out to Stats of War, Parker Fleming. We like to talk about him for this. Texas is last in the country in offensive success rate, 125th in the country on earning a first down on either their first or second down at 53.8%, and 120th in the country on third and fourth down success rate at 37%. Texas gets big plays. Explosive plays. They're inefficient, but they are explosive. Texas defense is light out. Absolutely lights out. Absolutely lights out. Uh, here's the thing on the offense, though. Through three games, Sark has proven he will figure things out on offense. They've averaged 13 points per game in the first half of the last three games. In the second half of the last three games, they've had a 21-point quarter. Not 
point spread out across the whole second half. They've had a 21-point quarter. They did it in the third quarter against, uh, what was it, Rice and, no, 20, yeah, Rice and Wyoming, and then a 21-point fourth quarter against Alabama. This game could get wacky. Absolutely wacky. Now let me throw this at you. Baylor's 8-2-1 against the spread in their last 11 games as an underdog. This game screams Texas should come in, be ready to roll Baylor. Baylor's out there with Sawyer Robinson. He's playing quarterback. I I think the under is the right side here. Even at 51.5, which seems low. I don't believe in Baylor's offense this weekend. I do believe in Texas's offense this weekend. My concern is the weird fourth quarter they had against Alabama in which they had 29 points scored in six minutes and 37 seconds of game clock. It was weird back and forth. But the under feels like the right side here because the under should have been the right side in that Texas-Alabama game and then had a weird start to the fourth quarter. Otherwise, it's been the under. That's a low total. I think Vegas is adjusting appropriately. But I'm going to ride with the under 51 and a half because it's felt like the right side for Texas through three weeks. It still feels like the right side. I still don't think they put it low enough for me to not take it. Yeah, it's 51 and a half across the board. Chris? Yeah, um, this is an unfortunate game for Bailey. They are going to get uh, obliterated. I'm going to take Texas to cover. Uh Texas is really good. We saw that against Alabama. They had a week to recoup with Wyoming. Still got a solid win there, uh, which Texas Tech uh, had a hard time doing. So, yeah, I mean, I I like Texas to come in and and just put together a a complete game. And and unfortunately, Baylor has struggled, and this is not the game for them. Chris? Yeah, that was me. Oh, sorry. You mean Dan? Yeah, that um, other guy who's on our show. <laughs> hey, Phil, you made a lot of good points um, about Texas' defense um, and their offense. To add on to that, I'm coming with you on that under, by the way. Um, I do think Texas wins. You know, they're not in a bad spot or anything like that. Beat Wyoming last week. Got Kansas on deck. Um, we can, I don't know, we can pretend there's some rivalry because Kansas won that game, whatever two or three years ago. A couple times. Yeah. Um, I think those days are sort of gone, whatever mojo was happening there. Um, this game's going to go under. Baylor's defense, they have about a league average defense. Like, it's not terrible, right? We You can make a shirt for them, too. Our defense isn't crap. And so I think when you got a conference, you know, a Texas conference game on the road, they got to go cover two touchdowns. Night game, it feels like the kind of thing, you know, Get in there, get the win, get out. And with the way Texas offense is performing and their defense and what they're going to keep Baylor to, again, it comes back to it's hard to see a game script where Baylor's putting up, you know, points up into the 20s, mid or high 20s, unless unless stuff really goes off the rails. And I just don't see that happening for Texas this week. So um, we're going to stick with that under. I don't know if Texas covers or not, but you know, 31-17, something like that. This game stays under. Texas wins. All right. Last Big 12 game of the week. It's another first for a new Big 12 member. Central Florida, UCF, 3-0 and on the road at Kansas State with a 7 o'clock kickoff on FS1 in Manhattan. Right now, the Wildcats are a four-point favorite. This line has been 
well, kind of all over. It just keeps dropping and dropping and dropping. Uh, total, I see 52s and a halfs. I see some 53s if the total is something that interests you. Uh, I believe, let's see, one, two, three, one, two, three. Chris, you are up first, sir. What would you like in this game? All right. Uh, no, this is this is a good game. I'm looking forward to, to learning more about both of these teams. UCF undefeated, but they really haven't played anybody. It's hard to know just how good they are. Uh, meanwhile, Kansas State, you know, stumbled against Missouri. Uh, Missouri came out and gave them a much tougher game than they kind of thought that, that we were going to get out of them. I'd like Kansas State to bounce back at home, uh, kind of have a, a statement game. Uh, I, they should win this by a score. And maybe UCF's better than I think, but but I'm just going to take uh, I'm going to take the Wildcats there. All right, I'll get you minus four, Daniel. I'm the other way. I sort of wonder. I was high on Kansas a few weeks ago, uh, but. Their one good win is against Troy, and now, you know, Troy's sort of revealing themselves a little bit. They don't blow out uh, Stephen Austin that first week. We talked about that a few weeks ago. We were talking the K-State-Troy game. And then Troy is a favorite at home last week, just loses straight up to James Madison. So it's like Kansas State beating up on Troy and then going and and losing as favorites to Missouri – it's not looking as impressive to me, and I'm wondering if maybe I was a little high on K-State. Add into the fact that uh, this line is getting like plummeted to the point where, like, I was going to ask you guys, it, it, you know, someone key out for Kansas State? It's, you know, is the quarterback questionable or something going into the game? I couldn't find any news. So Has it just me- moved a point, though? Did it open at five? No. No. No, no. It's six. It's- yeah, it was even seven at one point. Like, I think for, you know, like a split second, you know, and that seven was gone within minutes of being open, you know, real, real money, sharp money watching this just said, no way, touchdowns way too much. Bet it immediately. This thing's down to four. Again, because it's not real money here, right? I, I I wouldn't go tell someone to go take a line this short after it's been hammered. But for the sake of picking um, for this show, something's not adding up for K-State. I'm going to roll with with that line move. I'm going to take UCF plus four. Uh, are we are we counting win as a legit book? Are they four and a half? Yep. Yeah, give me that. Okay, that's what I'm going to give you. Uh, a couple of notes you asked and I'll deliver. First of all, uh, Circa opened Kansas State as an eight-point favorite on, oh, wow. on Sunday. Okay, that's, that's how much has been bet down. Um, here's the notes that you want to know about Kansas State. Kansas State lost top linebacker Daniel Green for the year. Linebacker Jake Clifton has been out and is out until at least the Oklahoma State game. You're down to a senior walk-on and true freshman at Mike Linebacker. Here's the real ones. Will Howard is questionable in this game. That's the last update. So it's not out, but it's the angle will be 100%. Uh, Treshawn Ward, Florida State running back transfer, their top running back, is doubtful for this game. So, eh. that's why this line has dropped the way that it has. Kansas State is beat up. The, the injuries are starting to pile up for them. Plus, Missouri kind of exposed Kansas State secondary last week. They kind of did. Fortunately, the UCF passing attack is fine, especially without John Rice Plumley, who is not expected to play in this game either. I don't think, unless he's coming back and I'm not aware of it. Uh, let's, let's do a little Google search real quick and see what happens when we say John Rice Plumley and go to the news section. And I think he's still supposed to be out. 
Now, missed multiple weeks, including Big 12 openers. So he ain't playing today. Kansas State's defense allows the third fewest rushing yards per game at 50 and has only allowed one rushing touchdown. Well, that's that's the that's the strength of UCF's offense is the rushing attack. The weakness on Kansas State's defense is the weakness of UCF's offense. We've got uh, rock meat wall and uh, open air versus, I don't know, whatever you want to call UCF's passing attack. Point is, like, I think UCF's probably the right side. I, I feel like Kansas State should win this game. I do. Um, at home, coming off that one, UCF's first road game in the conference play. Like, I, I think Kansas State should win this one. I just, I think it might be a really close game. And that's fine. I'm real tempted by that under. I see a couple 53s. I'm a little worried with UCF strength being the rushing attack. Kansas State's defensive strength being the rushing attack. Will Howard and Treshawn Ward probably being out here. UCF still doesn't have John Rice Plumley. Like, I think this could be a, a low-scoring affair. I like the UCF side because I think this might end up being like a three-point game. If I'm taking, if I'm putting real money, which I'm not, I'm taking either UCF or the under. In this case, the 53s I see, Daniel, are at win and station. Am I good there? Yeah, we'll give it to you. Taking the under 53 in this one. The under just feels like the right side in the Big 12 so far this year. Uh, it just it just kind of does. Uh, it's just, just how it feels. Um, all right, our last one. Non-Big 12 game. You can pick any game you want, as long as it's not a Big 12 related, since you already picked all of those. Daniel, you're up first here, sir. What would you like? Uh, this is one of, I'm surprised. It's, I mean, for, for people plugged into college football, obviously it's not a national story. I'm just surprised it's not being talked about a little bit more. Um, FAU lost their quarterback for the year um, against Clemson the other night. And, um, whoa, as we are speaking, Oklahoma State total is getting bet down. Someone just bet it big under 36. Sorry to jump in here, but uh, yeah, live as, oh, Circus gone to 35 and a half on that train wreck game. Okay, back to my pick. FAU lost, uh, you know, a good athlete, talented quarterback, Casey Thompson, towards ACL against Clemson. Um, backup Daniel Richardson came in and in garbage time, didn't even look that good. I think he threw just over 50% of his passes. There was one big chunk play that was like all of his yards. Now he has to go on the road against what I think is a scrappy Illinois team. And it's like FAU, not a lot of momentum, not a lot going well for them in the first place. A lot of the offense ran through the athletic Casey Thompson. Backup Daniel Richardson steps in. The line only moved like half a point or a point when that was announced. And I sort of don't agree with that. I mean, I don't think there was a ton of value here, but it's just one of those – it's one of those moves where, like, I feel like this should be a little bigger with this quarterback. I mean, this guy just got here in the springtime. I don't know. I'm not feeling it. I think Illinois gets to go home after some hard-fought games, uh, you know, against Penn State, played Toledo. They played good teams. Now they get F- FAU on deck, and this is like a get-right game for Illinois. I think they go cover. What do they got? They're like at minus 14 and a half right now, minus 15, something like that. Uh, I see 15s. Yeah, okay, so minus 15, yeah. This just feels like a long night for FAU with a quarterback sort of having this coming out party on an offense that's not very talented. So Illinois D should be able to do fine, cover the spread. All right. Uh, I'll keep this short and sweet. 
Troy is currently a, where did it go? Three and a half point favorite over Western Kentucky. Open as a two point favorite. I think the wrong team is favored in this game. I'll take Western Kentucky plus three and a half over Troy. Chris? All right. There's three There's three games I like here. Uh, let, me, let, me guess. Can, let me guess. Oh, I was going to say nope, uh, go Coastal Carolina. Uh, whatever nope. their they favorite, take it. Colorado minus, or Oregon minus 21 over Colorado. That, and... that might be one of them. <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, uh, Ole Miss, Alabama, the Ole Miss defensive line versus Alabama front uh, line. Clearly not what we're used to seeing out of uh, Tuscaloosa. I kind of like Ole Miss to, to get the cover there, but that game's probably too high profile for me to really pick. Uh, Colorado, Oregon. I think Colorado is the most overrated team in the country. I think they're good. I think they're better than I even thought they were going to be. I think that they're just – this is the highest value they're ever going to have. Um they have a they have a knack for creating turnovers. You know, give them credit for that. I think Oregon's going to take care of the ball better. Um, kind of see some of these DBs on on film and and see what they're doing there. Uh, I don't know I feel like I think I feel like Oregon could really run the score up, but I'm actually going to go with uh, I like to stay in the group of five with these picks. Nevada at Texas State. I think Texas State. Uh, Nevada's not very good. At all, Texas State I think is undefeated against the spread. I uh, like the position they're in at home. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Bobcats minus seventeen. Love it. We'll get the Nevada that we fully expected. All right, picks are in. It's been fun as always. You guys are great as always. Cannot wait to text with each other as we. Uh, there's always like eyeball emojis and just like we just say Iowa State. We don't actually say what's going on. It's just like go look what's happening right now. Uh, it's always a fun time. I know y'all are excited about the weekend of college football. I'm excited about this weekend of college football. Uh, you can not join our text group, but you can follow along on Twitter at 1012 network, T E N the number 12, the word network. That's also the handle on blue sky. It's 1012 pod on threads and Instagram. 1012 podcast on YouTube. Our week three special teams, uh, sh- big 12 special team show is up. Devin Antkill. Uh, the former punter for Kansas State's helping us review the Iowa State field goal that wasn't actually a make but got called a miss uh, and a whole bunch of other things. And if you're an Oklahoma State fan, why Brendan Presley isn't entirely to blame for that dropped punt. Very interesting conversation with Devin about that. So go listen to that show. Really enjoyed doing that. Had a, a lot of really good feedback, especially from people who actually uh, have taken part in special teams in college football uh, about the show. So go go check it out if you just enjoy learning more about punting and kicking and and coverage and returns and things like that. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun and very educational. So go check that out on YouTube. Uh, don't forget, we do have the 1012 Podcast Patreon, $5 a month. Support your favorite show. I'll work on some content for it. Like I told you, I didn't promise content for a reason. Got all these other things that we're trying to do. Shop Charlie Hustle with the promo code 101215TEN1215. Prize picks, 100% deposit match up to $100 with the promo code NETWORK12. You can follow Daniel on Twitter at DannerB7. We'll be back on Monday with two guests because Daniel and or Andy and Jamie are out this week. So we've got two guest hosts to fill in for them on Monday. We'll be recapping the weekend that was and looking ahead to week that will be. Y'all, enjoy this Saturday. It really is going to be one to watch.
Social Podcast Network.